please subscribe and leave a review of Dorky wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can support the pod if you'd like. You can use PayPal or buy me a coffee. There are links to both methods on Dorky's website and in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. Before the episode, let me tell you about an amazing online boutique that I just know you're going to love. Save Boutique is a great place for clothes, accessories, and shoes. One of the great things about Save is that it's size inclusive. Most items Save offers are available in sizes from small to 3X, and they're looking into ways to offer even more sizing options. They also drop new items every week, so there's always new things to choose from. They even offer three buy now, pay later options. Shop Pay, Klarna, and Afterpay. One last thing, they're offering a discount to Dorkey listeners. Just enter the code DORKEY, that's D-O-O-R-K-E-Y, all caps, no spaces, for a 10% discount. I even put a link to Safe Boutique in the description notes of this episode that will take you directly there and automatically apply the discount. So check out the amazing clothes, accessories, and shoes Safe Boutique has to offer. You'll be so glad you did. Hello, this is Dorky. I'm your host, April. This is a podcast about history. I'm going to be discussing events, people, and sometimes just random things from history that interest me. I am absolutely not a historian. I'm just a dork who spends a lot of time watching, reading, listening to anything I can get my hands on about history, and I want to talk about it. I think a lot can be learned from looking into the past. And I'd like to share what I've learned, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 50th episode special. I'm so excited that this is episode number 50. Can you believe it? I thought it would be fun to spend this special episode honoring all you listeners. I put out a call for anyone and everyone to send in a question or comment for me, with the promise that I would read and answer them on this special episode. And oh, wow, did you all deliver. I got some really, really great questions and comments, and I'm really excited to go over them all during this episode. So this episode is going to be different from the normal episode of Dorky. A few disclaimers before I begin. Unless you asked the question or made the comment publicly, I'll be leaving out the full name of the person who sent the question or comment in private out of respect. Also, none of these questions or comments are in any particular order. So, let's get started. I got asked this question several times by several people, so I thought I should answer it first. The question is, why is your podcast called Dorky? Or, what does Dorky mean? Or, some variation of that question. 
The name of this podcast, Yorkie, is a play on the word Yorkie. So, Yorkie is Dorkie. I thought it was cute and funny at the time, and honestly, very on brand because I'm a huge dork. But now, especially after getting asked this question so much, I have to admit that I kind of feel the way Dave Grohl does about the name of his band, Foo Fighters, which is basically, had I actually considered this to be a career, I probably would have called it something else, because it's the stupidest band name in the world. Yolkwi asked the question, So, looking at Joanna and Mary, what do you think are some of the most important similarities and differences in terms of how their lives unfolded? This is such a great question. This question is asking about the episodes I did about Juana the Loca, Joanna is her name in English, and Mary the First of England. Juana was Catherine of Aragon, Mary's mother's sister, so that would make her Mary's aunt. So one obvious difference between the two is a generation. Side note, I just checked, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Juana ever got to meet her niece Mary, which I think is sad. I think the biggest similarity in the lives of these two people is the unfortunate fact that they were both women in a time when it was unquestionably a man's world. Juana was more or less at the mercy of the men in her life. First her husband, then her father, and then finally her son. Mary was at the mercy of the men in her life too, but I feel like with Mary it was less severe. I don't know if that's even the correct phrase to use, but I'm struggling to come up with a different one. What I mean by all that is that, yes, they were both treated terribly by the men in their lives. But at least Mary wasn't locked away for decades and called crazy like her poor Aunt Juana was. Instead, Mary was just pushed aside and ignored by her father. Then, after he died, she wasn't treated much better by her much younger brother, Edward. Then, once she became queen in her own right, she was treated as some sort of aberration because she was a woman. I think that part of this disparity of treatment between the two women was because when Juana became queen, the system of her country, Spain, was set up so that she was co-ruler with her husband and then her father, both of whom automatically took precedence over Juana because they were men. When Mary first became Queen of England, she was the sole ruler before she got married to her husband Charles. I think this subtle but important distinction made a difference in both the real and perceived authority that each woman had, especially considering the time they were in. Juana was already married to Philip the Jerk, yep, still going with that nickname, when she became queen. So, 
she didn't have a chance to establish herself as having any power of her own. While Mary was unmarried when she ascended to the throne of England. Yes, Mary got married pretty quickly to Charles, and in doing that, in that time, that automatically would have transferred a lot of Mary's real and perceived authority as queen to her husband, who was king. I think even that short time Mary spent as queen in her own right before getting married sort of set the precedent and tone that Mary was queen, even if she was regarded as less than her husband after she married Charles. I hope that makes sense. I also think that there's something to be said for the fact that Juana had children, so heirs securing the royal line before she was locked away. Mary never had a child. That's not to say that Mary would have been put into confinement if she'd had an heir or two. But I do think the fact that Mary didn't have an heir before dying made her harder to discount than Juana, who already had, in their minds, big huge air quotes and eye rolls here, served her purpose. They really wanted Mary to have a child to continue her line and keep England in her Catholic religion. Wow, that answer was long-winded. Hail Yeah TBH asked the question, Would you rather have the power to go back in time or into the future, and why? Oh, this question is fun. I would definitely go back in time. And the reason is admittedly, actually, pretty selfish. I would want to be able to go back in time so that I could go back and see what it was like. I wouldn't try to change anything. I just want to observe. A chance to see what ancient Egypt was like? Yes, please. I know I've mentioned on this pod that I'd love to go back in time and see the negotiations between the French monarchy and the American colonists that convinced the French royals that it would be a good idea to help the Americans overthrow a monarchy. Just to be all shocked Pikachu face when the success of that revolution helped the citizens of their own country decide to overthrow their own monarchy. Oh, side note. I just want to say, that I would watch those negotiations to satisfy my curiosity and then get out of there as quickly as possible. Because, I'm not going to lie, I would want zero to do with the chaos and horror that was the French Revolution, and I want to be as far away from all of that as possible. I'd also like to go to a speakeasy in the 20s and dance to jazz music just like I'd love to go to Studio 54 and dance to disco music. Of course, in this thought experiment, I automatically get into Studio 54. Please, just go with it. I realize that my answer to this question is pretty shallow and basic. I'd like to think that after the novelty of time travel wore off and my curiosity was taken care of, 
that I'd use my powers of time travel to do something that would be for the betterment of humanity. But until then, yeah, that's my answer. Stephanie from Copenhagen asked the question, When did you first get into history? What got you into it? This is a great question. I honestly can't think of a time when I wasn't into history. But it's always been more of the social side of history, like how people of the past lived and what they thought more than dates and battles. Dates and battles are important and do matter. But did Cleopatra really love Julius Caesar? At what exact point did Catherine of Aragon realize she'd fully lost Henry VIII's love to Anne Boleyn? Just what the hell was Aaron Burr's deal? To me, that's where things in history really get interesting, and I can't get enough. As far as to what got me into history, I'd say it's just my own curiosity and my interest in the stories and motivations of historical figures and the cause of historical events. I don't remember how old I was, but I remember being a child and seeing the movie Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor and being absolutely fascinated by ancient Egypt. I wanted to learn as much as I could about it and even wanted to be an archaeologist or an Egyptologist. So, yeah, I'd say it all started with ancient Egypt. Instagram user Drink Mimosa asked the question, Do you think Marie Antoinette would like mimosa sparkling wine? <laughs> oh, yes. I think Marie Antoinette would have absolutely loved mimosa sparkling wine. They're fantastic. Listeners can try it for themselves by ordering it on their website, which is drinkmimosa.com. I also got many suggestions for episodes, which I've taken note of and am very grateful for. But I should say something here. First, I have a sort of guideline for the pod that I won't cover any historical figure or event after 1970. This is because I just don't think there's been enough time between then and now to give most of that the context and distance needed to be objective or fair, so I've just decided to handle things that way. I also want Dorky to be as positive a space as possible, so there might be topics and historical figures I don't discuss, because, well, I mean... I don't think that it would be very fun to listen to me rant for half an hour about the fact that I think that Thomas Seymour from the Tudor era was a terrible person. I also can't imagine that I'll ever do an episode about something like JFK's death either, because it would just be me talking in circles, saying, well, it could be this, well, it could be that. I just don't think that would be a productive or fun episode to listen to. So please keep sending me suggestions for episode topics, but keep those things in mind. 
Amanda from Idaho asks, what's your favorite time period? That's a really good question, but it's so difficult to answer. It's hard for me to answer because there are literally things I love and find interesting in just about every time period, so it's almost impossible for me to pick just one. Like I said before, when it comes to history, I'm most interested in the people and the stories. And there are fascinating people and stories out of every time period. And one of the great things about history is that there's always something new to learn. There's always a new or different perspective or way to look at someone or something in history. And just when you think you've got it, someone or something new pops up that adds a whole new dimension what you thought you knew. For example, that's why I did the episodes about Jack the Ripper's victims. We always just hear about Jack the Ripper, and his victims are usually only barely named. I thought it was important to hear about the actual lives of Jack the Ripper's victims. I think these different perspectives are important. Anne from Maryland asked, What historical sites have you visited? Great question. I'm lucky enough to have been able to visit Chichen Itza, which is an ancient Mayan city in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. It was amazing. I got to see the cenotes, which are basically these really beautiful deep lakes that connect underground. The Great Ball Court, which is where the Mayans played sports. And I not only got to see the giant Mayan pyramid there, known as El Castillo, which translates to the castle, but I was there at a time when you could still climb it. And so I did. The view from the top of that pyramid was incredible. I loved Chichen Itza. It was beautiful and incredible, and I'm so glad I got to see it. At this point in time, that's the only major historical site I've been to. But I have a very long list of places I want to go and things I want to see. I promise to keep you all updated when I do. Timothy from Manchester asks, What's your favorite historical movie or show? What person or event from history would you like to see made into a movie or TV show? Ooh, I love this question, Timothy. I think my favorite historical show would have to be the HBO series John Adams. I just love that show so much, for so many reasons. It's serious, but has moments of humor. The acting, the costumes, the sets, it all hits just right for me. And I think the show does a great job of telling the story of the life of John Adams. I can't recommend that show enough. If you haven't seen it, watch it. As far as what person or event from history I would like to see made into a movie or TV show, this answer is a bit of a cheat, but 
I want something in whatever media they choose, made about each individual founding father. The series about John Adams that I've already mentioned is amazing. The musical Hamilton is amazing. I think they should make something that detailed about each of the founding fathers. Each one would be fascinating because they were all complicated, messy people. Also, side note, Michael Creighton wrote a book named Timeline. It's about a group of modern-day people who get stuck back in time in medieval France, and they have to figure out how to survive in that world and figure out how to get back home. It's a book by Michael Creighton, so it's much more complicated and much smarter than my description could ever be. But I loved that book so much. I remember thinking while I was reading it what a good movie that book would make. Then they actually made a movie from that book. I was so excited. But I can't lie. I thought that movie was terrible. I hated it. I really want them to have another go at making a movie from that book. Before I go, I want to thank each and every person who sent in a question from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it, and I've had so much fun answering your questions. But just so you know, you don't have to wait until the next special episode to ask me a question. Please, feel free to ask a question or comment on social media or send me an email at dorkypod at gmail anytime. I absolutely love interacting with you all. And thank you so much to everyone listening to this podcast. It's so much fun talking about history, and I'm so grateful to everyone who listens to and supports this little podcast. Here's to the next 50 episodes. So that's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach me at dorkypod at gmail. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if I left something out or got something wrong, or let me know if there's something in particular in history that you'd like me to talk about. There's a Facebook group called Dorky Podcast, and all the other social medias are at Dorky Pod. Join them and be part of our growing community, but also to get extra tidbits about episode topics, like facts and pictures. There's also a link to donate to the podcast on the website and in the show notes if you'd like. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're hearing it. It helps the podcast grow, but more importantly, your feedback will help me make this a better podcast. Until we meet again, friends. When I told my husband I was doing this episode, he said he had a question for me. I was like, yes, what's your question? His question was, a la Kelly Kapoor from The Office, 
Number one, how dare you?